Hello, welcome to the Joel Fleischman Happy Hour Podcast. It's been a few weeks, or if you're just jumping on, episode number 89. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. We got a thirsty crowd here. Cheers. Sponsored by Cheers. Central Waters. Cheers. We got Drexel Light. We got various flavors. Cheers. Ooh, woo-hoo. Do you mind? No. Oh, that's pretty good. So you're actually getting warmed up, oh, I think, already. Ooh, a little horse medicine. Really? Yeah, that one, that one hits a little different, for sure. It's real beer. That's not your, that's not your light. Um, welcome, everybody. So today we have on Fine Design, a couple of Drexel team members that help support them. And then we also have Samara here from her company. And it's Turner Talent Network and Wings to Shine. All right. I so have two businesses. Two businesses, right? Husband and wife running... Three businesses, if you will. Yeah. Right, exactly. essentially. Yeah. So they, they're on our podcast. We love having builders on. They've been a builder. Rory, you've been a builder with us for? Boy, since maybe 2005, since 2006. Yeah. So, so almost 20 almost years. Almost 20 years, which is a great, great partnership um, and awesome here for that. So let's just get into it. Let's just go around the horn a bit, right? Give me your ele- So let's do an elevator speech since. We rarely have a six-person podcast. Also, the largest podcast we've ever had, easily. So this is like a wow. roundtable oh, pod. It's a party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a party. <laughs> we know how to bring it. Yeah, for sure. So we're gonna do an elevator speech. You have twenty. To, an elevator speech. If you don't know listening, if you don't know here, that simply means you're going up the elevator, right? And then you're gonna get out. So who are you? What do you do? And then the elevator opens, right? So uh, if you don't have an elevator speech in life, that comes from Dale Carnegie. Everyone should have their elevator speech, right? Because you're at a mixer, you're at a Packer game, we're all wearing our Packer stuff tonight, go pack. So what's your elevator, right? You just sit next to me, hey, what do you do, right? What's your elevator speech? Stuff, right? So what's your elevator speech? Don't panic, give me 20 seconds of your life. Ready, set, where you go. Yeah, Katie's like, please, don't believe me. I can tell that right away, she's like, no, you will not. I'm Rory Pelubisky, owner of Fine Design. I've uh, owned Fine Design since 1995. Um, learned a lot along the way and grateful to have Drexel as part of our team. Thanks for the cool hat and I really <laughs> think uh, Packers are going to win tonight. Um, I've been married to this beautiful lady Samara <laughs> since uh, 2000, September 23rd, so we just celebrated our 23 year anniversary. So yeah, we've got two beautiful boys and uh, I'm grateful for life, yes. They're getting older, right? They don't like to be called beautiful boys anymore, do they? <laughs> I call everybody beautiful. I get to all the time, but yes. yes. I'm sure they enjoy that. Yes. <laughs> my beautiful boy. I'm going to call my boys that tonight. See how that goes over. Yeah. I'm Zach Mutznick, Keel location. So been there for five years. Um, recently married. Had our one-year anniversary, September 3rd. So fun fact, got married down the road in Camelsport at the refinery. Oh, wow. the refinery, okay, yeah. Yep, so we were the first marriage there with Josh and Lindsay. Right, and maybe you don't know that. So there's a white, small church in Camelsport. Yeah. Uh, small was a Baptist church. It actually became for sale. So the guy sitting next to you owns that church yep. and rents it out to the refinery. So nice. Also nice? in the back is where the Operation Coffee is brewed. So yep. cool little uh, story there. Bravo. It very, very... Um, it was very interesting buying that property, right? Because I called the realtor and whatever they wanted for it. And I'm like, look, it's a church on Main Street in Camelsport. Trust me, I am your only buyer. Because <laughs> 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 it was a pretty lowball offer, but I'm like, this is where we're at. <laughs> like, it's in good shape. I'm like, it's a church. You're like, what are you gonna do with it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> nice and, to have the negotiating cards in yeah. your hand. Yeah, it was really, really good. Josh was uh, looking for a place um, and his wife, Lindsay. Lindsay, hi guys, shout out. Um, they got kind of kicked out of their place during COVID and they reached out to me and we actually were hosting them upstairs right in this facility where we are. And they were using it on Sundays. And then just so happened, they were actually looking for a permanent spot. And Sam from the coffee shop was moving out and I said, boy, great timing. And they moved into the actual church. I'm like, there's gonna be somebody using the church in the church, right? So that, that was great. It's been a really, that was a really good gift. Pretty I didn't awesome. know the first one. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's a really pretty little church. It is nice. Really, is cute. So Josh owns that then, or he rents it from us. Rents, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And what do you rent out a guy that's running a church, right? Very modest fee, I'll tell you that, right? I don't want to get in front of uh, St. Peter at the pearly gates and like, 
why were you soaking Josh? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 what do you charge? Well, I gotta like, buy all this beer. Like, and, like ethically, what do you charge a guy? Right? Like, oh yeah, it's gonna be pretty cheap. So that's what we do. We yeah. have a good deal. He's got a good deal. I hope he thinks it's a good deal. Oh God, thinks it's a good deal. Yeah, I'm really awesome. in trouble. Okay, great. So, what, and how do you support fine? How do I support yeah, fine? Yeah, you didn't really say that as far as you work at Drexel. How do you support fine design? Sure. Yeah. So, like, what's your role at Drexel? My role at Drexel, I'm a quarterback, so I had the pleasure of learning from Kurt, and then so Kurt and Rory, fine design, long-term relationship, yeah. working together. So in this past year is when I had the privilege to. We're going to definitely explore that Rory. at some point. I want to hear how that, right? Because it's a relationship that's mm -hmm. bonded and almost unsaid words and different things and how that all transpired. So Samara. Samara. Uh, Samara. <laughs> yes. Everyone gets it wrong, right? I know, that's okay. You Tamara, can call me Sammy if Tamara, you want. Tamara, Samara. Okay, My stage name is Sammy, so Sammy. you can just do that. Oh, <laughs> Sammy. I like Sammy all through the dad. All right, stage name. So we're already interested. <laughs> <laughs> she does not have an OnlyFans page. She's comfortable here. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not. Right, all right. Okay, go ahead. Gonna, my husband's going to already make fun of me. But um, no, so my background is I, um, after I graduated from college, I fell into an entertainment business and started booking stand up comedians. So, um, and then I ended up buying the business. So I've been doing that for over 30 years. But and then. You have, and you have ever done, have you ever personally jumped into the arena yourself? No, I've never done stand-up. No, really? Okay. No, yeah, I've okay. always been behind the curtain. Right. Um, but and and it, but I was a dan in dance, so I did perform, but not stand-up. Um, and anyway, um, so um, I've been doing that for over thirty years. I have a full-time business, um, Turner Talent Network, and we book stand-up comedians um, for people all across the country. Is that um, typically online now? From what I understand. No, that there are clubs still on my... No, no, no. I oh. meant the booking part of it. Like, yeah. Do you go to your website and kind of review people and find them that way? Um, people or, would just call me and... Like, it's still a very like personal one-on-one Yep, it's a personal one-on-one. But so I, the internet hasn't taken that... Well, the internet had taken over what, years ago. We used to have to like send promo and... Um, you know, go to clubs to audition and, and that, but then it became more online. So more YouTube all... sent me some funny stuff they did. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So you can send them a so, clip, you don't have to go watch them. Yeah, so exactly. So, so that, it's all clips, but it used to be like reviewing videotapes and that kind of stuff. Oh, like VHS, like yeah. not to or edge or myself. Or come but see yeah. me live or whatever. Yes, yeah, so go to the club, see them right. live, but then it, it spiraled into you can see online. So Do you have a um, recommended club in the Milwaukee area? Um, well, now it is the improv. We, I, Comet Cafe was the club that I started with, and then they since switched owners a bunch of times, and then, which we'll talk about, that spiraled into my next business, but Comedy Cafe closed during COVID, after COVID, they were going to upgrade and, and open a theater, and then um, they never came back after COVID. They just decided we're going to get out of the business, so that was one of my full-time rooms, and then I had... Um, another full-time club um, in a different location that ended up closing and then I have some one-night clubs that I still book in private events and things like Drexel I booked um, magicians for you guys yeah, correct, but right. um, so so yeah so then then that spirals into because of COVID and people needing um, assistance with health care more I fell into my passion for um, fitness and nutrition and um, I partnered with a top brand in the fitness industry and then started an another business. So I'm still booking What's comedians. What's business? It's, it's, um, it's health, it's nutrition, fitness, it's um, all aspects of health. It's holistic health. So it basically incorporates um, fitness, nutrition, mindset. Um, my background's in psychology. Is this, so. is, this, is this a concrete building or is this a, a web presence? Is this no, it's, it's, uh, it's just me separately. I, I partnered with a brand that where I work with um, the fitness aspect and the nutrition aspect, but then I give people one-on-one -on -one counseling. Basically, right, so they would hire you. Yeah, so they yeah, hired okay, me, great, and then great. I. But I, they have, um, they're connected with um, top elite trainers and that work with like actually. Where can everybody? Athletes. Where can everybody find you? Go ahead. This is your platform. So, oh, okay. So, <laughs> if you want to find me, um, yeah. well, so basically, you would have to email me, um, or you can um, contact me through my. I don't know if you could. Do you have like show notes that you can add? Yeah, or, sure. Or just so say, then I'll just, just give you like all my contact we have information. A lot of listeners but so, just say what it so it's well, it's my email is you can email me at wings to shine at att.net or um, my phone number is two six two two eight four five six five three, and then you can mess you can text or um, contact me via phone. 
Um, also, you can find me on Facebook. It's Samara Pelubisky, and on Instagram, so you can message me on there. That's like easiest for most people. That's what the one thing that's changed in the industry. Um, everybody's all through Facebook and Instagram, so I had to get used to that. But because um, years ago everything was email, now it's just you connect on Instagram or Facebook, and then people can message me there. So shoot a lot of DMs. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, and cool. so, so then, yeah. So then, my family is like, "Why are you on social media?" It's like that's my business, that's you know. My job. So that's what everybody does. It's like how you right. connect, but um, it's great. And and uh, so then anybody can reach out to me, and um, and you can also, if you'd like, I you could add in your show notes. I can give a coupon code if people are interested in in, in yeah, Mark, interested Mark, in nutrition. You can I can give you um, they, if they connect with me in the next month, I can give you twenty dollars off. Um, you know, oh, our first time we program, got so many so first i can give you so yeah i'll give you information but yeah that so, sounds great well so, thanks thanks for yeah, coming on absolutely so, wait samara's elevator was like the hot tallest thanks for coming on the podcast everybody yeah. 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 we're wrapping it up or he's like, hello, <laughs> other things to talk about. Oh, wait, but I, I design people's lives. He designs houses. I do. Teamwork. You know, they're all, yeah, so we work together. It's all relative. Kurt. Exactly. I'm Kurt Dalmas. I am a team member at Drexel Building Supply. You can reach me by calling Drexel Building Supply. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am a quarterback is my title, and... I do what Zach does. Basically, we help project manage job sites, help builders and clients find the products they need and help them get budgeting together and get the building materials on site as they need it. And How many years you been here? Been here since 2010. So I believe I, Kurt, I know, Kurt interviewed, I recruited Kurt very, very heavily. Very, very well-known guy, very, very, very well respected in his area, in the Ootsburg area. Um, and we were really trying to go to the Keel store. I was a much more aggressive guy that, back then. I'm still aggressive, but in <laughs> maybe a healthier way, maybe not. But, you know, worked a million hours and just just was very aggressive. Buying um, churches. Yeah. 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 Well, I still do that. <laughs> I thought I would have bought it and burned it down. But, you know, maybe in a better spot. So, anyways, I know, I believe, I know for once for sure you took the job. I believe twice you took the job and you, like, he shook my hand, took the job, and twice was such a, I think looking back, such a loyal, nice guy. He just couldn't ultimately pull the trigger. And then it was the Great Recession. I was in Brookfield, and Kurt was transferred to that company was going down while well, they reemerged as BFFs. But the Sheboygan branch closed. Uh, so Kurt has actually closed down two lumberyards, a fun fact, right? So he closed down Sheboygan, and then he helped close down Jackson. So maybe he's not that good. I'm not sure. Right? But anyways, he called me. Excellent mind. Yeah, right, right, right. He, next. he called me, and he's like, um, you know, summarizing, hey, I'm in a burning building. I know we've done this twice before, but I'm ready. I got to go out now. Like, I'm jumping off the, you know, I'm jumping off the ledge tonight. You got to catch me. I literally have no time. I'm working 70 hours a week. It's the Great Recession. Well, that's the, right. The, yeah. We just bought Drexel Brookfield. Uh, we're losing $300,000 a month at that location. I'm firing people every single day. We are trying to literally keep the wheels out. And Kurt calls me out of the blue, right? And I'm like, dude, I really don't have any time to meet. You're aboard. Let's just do this. And he's like, huh? Right? I'm like, you're going to have to actually, you know, and I'm like recruiting him the whole time, right? Like, I'm like, I'm the guy at the bar buying this girl like every drink possible, like <laughs> texting her like, "Come on, come on, come on, let's let's do something here, right? Let's go on one date, like you know, dropping off flowers." And he's avoiding me. And then the next night, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, "No, no, no, you have to come over to my party, right? Like, I'm not even, I don't even care." So Kurt's like, "Okay, whatever." And he drove down, and I think it was about a 10 minute meeting. And we have no training in place, we have no onboarding in place, we have no structure and we're like a 150 person company at that point now we're over 800 but we had no onboarding we had no processes we had no procedures and it was like 10 minute meeting and i'm like kurt's like you know he's trying to kind of get into like a maybe a little sales pitchy whatever right interview process I'm like yeah yeah you're bored what do you want to make and he's like i don't know this is what i make now I'm like well that's that's let's do that and he's like well what's we next and i'm like i don't know start tomorrow what do we report to this guy up in key i'll call him right now that was that. Done. I said, See ya. Yep. I don't know. I may not have talked. Talk. If you have a count that you trust, <laughs> then I trust them. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. And I, I'm guessing we didn't even talk for like three weeks after that. Probably it was just not. like, I got other shit going on, buddy. 
you're in the middle. Super, super different company now, but that was a cool, crazy history of our company that a lot of people probably don't know. Yep. Oh. Like sometimes, sometimes people that have been here 30 years are like, oh, it's way better back in the day. I'm like, were you there for that? I'm like, that was a shit show. <laughs> we're like, oh, they we're grown, we're different. I'm like, yeah, way better. That was brutal. But anyways, we, we survived to keep it board. Love you, buddy. Yep, and Kurt, yeah. Kurt, and been, Kurt and I have been through many, many things together and had lots and lots of fun and beers and all that stuff. So well, good yeah, stuff. Indeed. Yep, great. Definitely a legendary figure here at Drexel. Not that you aren't yet, Zach, but you're just too new to be legendary. <laughs> Fair enough. It's like a packer, right? Like this is like Reggie White and you're like an up-and-comer, right? So you're like, you know, Romeo Dobbs. It's just different levels <laughs> of respect, right? We yeah. can do Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Oh, that's yeah. a little too far. Oh. For yeah. both of you, that's a little yeah. too far. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could. I guess we sort of could. Okay. Oh, so, uh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. What does that make me? Mark Murphy, like the owners? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Move it on. Katie. Hi. So I'm Katie Barth. Um, I've been with Rory at Fine Design since 2007. Um, I'm kind of his right hand man or woman, however you want to call it. I do uh, design, project management. Uh, Social media, where my how, hats how many are. projects do you guys do a year? Mm, I mean, design-wise, probably between fifty and sixty. Build and you're personally doing the designs. I mean, how big is your team? There's <laughs> three of us. Once in a while, we'll have an intern. So four, four of us. There at one time, we had a full-time person that was a fourth, and it just didn't quite work out. And you're the designer, Rory. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's a studio, so everyone's opinion matters, and. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I'll come up with a, an idea or two of, you know, how you want your kitchen remodeled or whatever, and then give it to them and they'll come back and surprise me with other things that I never even thought of. And that's the whole goal of being an open spirit at the studio. Um, and how many projects a year that we build? I don't know. Oh, design 50 or okay. 60, which is a lot. Yeah, at least. And then how many do you build, which by build, I think. That would mean general contract, right? Manage them, yeah. Your manage project management, general contracting. Maybe between uh, a dozen and twenty-ish. And them are that those are within the fifty and sixty. Yeah. yeah right. So, so that's a lot to do with third with three people. A yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. That's a lot. And what region are you out of? I don't think I don't think you mentioned that. If you did, we'll say it again. We're out of the North Shore, so our studios in Mequon, um, but we do work in you know Port Washington, uh, Shorewood, Franklin. Northern Wisconsin. I call it the Gold Coast. Have you heard that before? The Gold Coast. You've heard the Gold No. Because of Lake Michigan? No. no, the Gold Coast. It's just affluent people from, oh. you know, the Mequon area to Port, to all those areas. You know, down to Franklin, that's really the Gold Coast, I call it, because there's a lot of affluent people there. There just really is. It's some beautiful, beautiful homes, obviously. Yeah, you know, it really is the... We're very fortunate. Yeah. Where that Shorewood. Because right. there's a ton of wealth. That's the way I say it, Mequon. Or <laughs> oh, you're from Mequon, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't treating you properly. Oh There's a few areas in the state that I've learned when I meet people. Uh, Elm Grove, for sure, is one of them. We had the Drexel store. And we were open 70 hours a week in real retail. And we had very high-end carpet at the time. right? And they would always say, I'm Zach from Elm Grove. right? And I'm like, yeah, okay, right? Like, I'm Joel from Kewaskum. Great to meet you. Right. True story, it's though. Funny. True story, right? And Mequon... It's has a little bit of that in there, right? Like, hey, I'm Kurt from Mequon. Okay. I like the cool. I'm from Waldo. <laughs> yeah, right. Really impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But, it, 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 you know, it's cool. It's a very, yeah. very cool town. They've earned that, right? Like, it's great architecture. They did great planning. So, again, that's nothing. That's not ripping anybody in Mequon. That's just a, it's a, it's a culture, right? It's a gold coast. It's good. It's a good market. It's a good market to be a remodeler <laughs> so in. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, for sure, homes with affluent people, it's a great place to be a remodeler. Well, yeah, even Whitefish Bay, which is Whitefish Bay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a ton of wealth there, but like my uh, my second studio, my first one was in Cedarburg, but my second one was in the. And how old are you then? And how did you get into it? What's your story? Okay, pump the brakes here. (laughs) (laughs) My podcast. It is your podcast. What's your story? My story is. um, I was always one of the better um, artists in school, in grade school, and all that. Um, and uh, when I went to, when I graduated um, high school, my mom said you should be an architect. And I guess I'll backpedal a little bit. In high school, we didn't have architecture classes, but we had a drafting class. Um, the tables and pencils. Yeah. Yeah. The smell of uh, 
not vermouth, what is it called? Yeah, vellum. Oh, vellum what's drafting the, no, What's the smell that comes through? The ammonia. I used to have to switch the ammonia when I was like 12 years old. That thing was nasty. And run plans till I pass off. Yeah, but that's yeah, blueprints. Right. That, that is yeah, different. But that is like, yeah. whoa, how do you do yeah, this Yeah, but you're, you're, you're drawing it on pencil and, you know, then a guy like me had to make seven copies. Like, that was yeah. cool. Do you still have a drawing table being an artist and passionate? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I actually said people like you should literally have have like like a like in Mequon, you should have a place in Mequon with like a big glass in the front, and they could people could see you doing that. Like, oh, remember like, he's the, in remember well, like, maybe you need to come to my studio. Yeah, I'm yeah, almost there. Yeah, but like, like as you, I'm saying as you walk by Main, as you walk like you have old school Main Street, right? Big yeah. glass as people walk yeah. by, and your your backs to the you know your backs to them. I said it's like a Disney artist, right? Like yeah. like you're like old school. Like I think people would stop and be like, that's oh. freaking cool, right? Because you just don't see that anymore. Yeah. No, I, I think you're a dinosaur, Roy. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's I a think. Drag getting old. Yeah. So a lot of it's beautiful, though. It's not, beautiful. Not you, it's not a drag getting old if you connect with yeah. my health with stuff. The health <laughs> yeah, <there> you <laughs> people, you know, people still love hand drawn blueprints. It's just, it just looks beautiful, doesn't it? So yeah, the the negative of the interns that we hire, they don't know how to use their hand. No, no, they've never been taught. It, right. And even now, I used to have <clears throat> gorgeous penmanship because mm -hmm. you had to write architecturally, right? And I've gotten so sloppy because of the computer. You just don't do it anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like having that skill of being able to draw with your hand in front of the client, but in no time at all, anybody can, like Logan can just modify the 3D in like five seconds. Oh, there you go. Like I couldn't sketch even yeah, that Yeah, but quick. there's still something about oh, sitting in front totally. of a Rory's brain. And like, oh yeah, I'm what still about, super impressed. What that you can like, and it doesn't have to be anything. It literally just looks like nothing. <laughs> like, oh, that's amazing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing. That is literally a triangle with a couple weighty lines. Right. Like, like, that's your. That's going to be your front elevation. Oh my God. And then you got to whisper, right? Like, that's amazing. <laughs> I've seen it done. I, I get the shtick, right? <laughs> go ahead. Um, so how did you get started? You're an artist. You love so, architecture. Yeah, and, and in, in my high school years, I was like the youngest guy in the class of juniors and seniors, these big dudes, and I hadn't gone through puberty yet. I'm this little guy, but I'm the best in the class. So they're all gathered around me like, oh, Rory's the man. He knows what he's doing. And You're like, just, I'm not the starting linebacker, but I can do this, right? So you saw your passion right there in that spot. I did, but... Um, and you went to school in where? Where was your high school? I went to UWM. Where was your high school? Oh, Grafton. Grafton, right. Okay, cool. And um, yeah, when I went to uh, college, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I signed up for business, and my mom scolded me, like, what are you doing? So I was already a semester she, she behind. Knew, she knew what she was talking about, right? Maybe, right. yeah, I guess. She saw it, something. So yeah, then uh, I redid my classes to be architecture related, but I'm already a semester behind everybody. But I did summer school. I worked between 32 and 40 hours a week, paid for everything myself, um, worked hard, partied hard. I'd literally go to the bars on a Friday night with five bucks in my wallet and I made it work. I don't know how I did, <laughs> sneak into Rhinelander beers, whatever I did, and I made it work. Entrepreneur, and right? Yeah. You figure it out, yeah. yeah. Um, but then um, I partied maybe a little too much and I remember, um, the professor took me aside one day and said, um, you have like one week to decide if you want to drop out, like maybe this isn't for you. And it was my wake up call and I hunkered down and focused and um, basically in a nutshell, I came back and did this amazing project and there was, I don't know, maybe 20 kids in the class, 25, and it was a three hour class and you know, he'd spend 15, 20 minutes per kid or whatever. He spent two hours on the 20 kids and an hour on me. And I got goosebumps thinking about it. I literally had to hand him a tissue box because he was <laughs> tearing up with, wow, you have, you blew everyone away and you have it. And- Well, he saw something in you. Yeah. Yeah, so um, from there on out, it was like, this is for me. This is what I'm gonna do. I never once in a million years thought I would ever have my own business. So how did that start? So um, my mom again, knew someone that um, was potentially- Hi mom, show it to mom, what's, mom, <laughs> yes. what's, what's mom's name? Barb. Hi Barb. Yarb. <laughs> um, anyway- um, Missing all the inside jokes yeah. here. Right? No. <laughs> um, the person that had done uh, my mom's hair for many years and still does this day is good friends with um, John Vetter from Vetter Dank Architects. It's, I think it's the Vetter Group now. 
and um, they offered me an internship. I was their first intern, and I, I don't know who I was just talking to this about before, but because of rush hour traffic, we would work from six in the morning till six at night, so we would miss the rush hour. And I mean, I was working 14 hour days, and I made, I remember it, $219.55 every two weeks. That was my pay. But I lived at home, I made, so I made no money, but I had a job, and that was right when Clinton got elected and the economy wasn't as good at that time, and so I was lucky to have a job. So I was grateful, and then I realized I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I thought, oh, I'm gonna be designing skyscrapers right away. Yeah, no, that, no. And I didn't know what a footing was and how it all went together. I didn't know how the, everything fit, and even though I was taught that in school, it's different when you don't get your hands dirty. So I got my hands dirty. Yeah, we really um, shy away, just as, it's just reality, so I don't not, I felt bad saying it, but it's the truth. We shy away from hiring people with architectural degrees if they don't have real world knowledge. Mm -hmm. They really don't know. We hired a guy with an architectural degree from Minnesota, didn't know what a gable and a hip roof was the difference. Okay, that's bad. Yeah. That's personally bad. Again, that was probably on him, yeah. but We've hired multiple people, and University of Minnesota, sorry if you're listening, which I'm sure you're not, right? They're they, top notch. Top, absolutely known. Like, basically, you walked in, and I gave you a job because you're like, oh, my God, I can't even believe you applied here. And they have, we have never been able to retain one of them because they're so far removed from what we actually need. Construction, I, 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 construction blueprints, right? Like, I can't even get you there. I think what they teach is all these really cool, organic, it is, interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that looks like a piece of art, but it's never going to get built. Yeah, Rome. No one's yeah, gonna, I, I've studied Rome. I've studied. Yeah, I don't. We need a three-bedroom ranch. With <laughs> right, a, right. Six twelve pitch in. <laughs> right. You know, right. Can no you matter. Make a beam work, please. Right. Right. What's your space planning? What does that right. look like? And, and I think they get kind of bored too. They're like, "Well, I can do that." Well, a you can't, but this isn't really that cool. And it's like, yeah, yeah this is like Wisconsin real-world homes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, keep going. So then I'm uh, um, out in the field. Um, I work for a surveying engineer. I work for a cabinet maker, a painter, um, and uh, a carpentry crew. So I don't know if you remember, because you've been in the business a while, Concept2. No, remember those I guys? do remember the name, but I don't know who they are. Yeah. So I worked with them, and I got to, um, they needed a delivery guy. So they had the one Drexel guy, the van. I got a big van. And this this was when there was pagers. I'd get a beep beep beep. I'd have yeah. to go find a payphone. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Zach, what do you need? Yeah. Two two by tens. All right, I'd run to the lumber store, pick them up, drill, deliver them. Like right. So you were the emergency. So I, they, at that point, they had a crappy lumber yard. Basically, you were the handyman of handyman. I ran on a driver. And right. these were jobs way on Brookfield, Grafton, they were all over the place. Right. And the driver before me was some old cocker that. Nope, I've already been to Grafton. Not coming back. Not, come, not happening. I, I'm 22. Oh, I'm, I'm driving. I'll be there, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I love driving. This. Yeah, whatever, right? I'm getting paid to drive. Let's go. And then I would get my chores done in, in quick enough fashion where I'd start helping them. Okay. And then one guy gave me his old tool belt. I still have it to this day. It was sort of falling apart, but boy, it was broken and perfect. Yeah. And I just asked the boss, can I go out in the field? I want to help these guys. And awesome so I, for a year and a half, I worked out in the field. So you didn't understand how important that was. Oh my God. At the time, at the time you thought you were just helping, but that actually yeah. built your career, right? So then, um, before Katie was Megan, and then Katie, both girls. You changed your name? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, but I, I had that in my, oh, you need to get experience, because that's what worked for me. Yeah, right. But both of them proved, no, I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna go to the job, and when I go to the job, I'm gonna be a sponge, and I'm gonna yeah. ask a ton of questions, I'm gonna understand this on my own. I've said that one of the best ways to learn in our industry is just looking where you live, mm -hmm. looking at houses, looking at houses yeah. under construction, but just sitting in your room and being like, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that? Like that's one of the best ways to learn this industry. It's like being hyper aware of every go to a restaurant and go to the bathroom and look at their tile work. Like it just really, you can learn everything about the industry because you live in it every day. You just have to be aware of it. Yeah. But how did you get started? So you're doing that next step. But but then on that note. Right, with right. Keep stay with it. To this day, we learn on every job. It's like, huh, we never thought of that. Like, yeah. geez, I've been doing this 28 years. A new thing I'm learning again. Like, when does it end? You're always learning. Always learning, yeah. yeah. But um, so I mean like to say, I think the real key to wisdom is unlearn what you think you know. Oh, and probably the biggest yeah. problem, probably the biggest problem with our industry. Yeah. Nope, I tried that once, never again. 
Well, when was that, Rory? Well, 20 years ago, we put that window line in, and I had a horrible problem. Do you think they might have fixed the pr- I always say, well, how long are you going to hold tenants with them? Mm-hmm. Like, how long are you going to hold that against that company, right, or that vendor or that process? No, I tried that once. It was an unbelievably horrible experience. That's what we do as an industry, right? So we never are, we are never innovators because we're so scared. And we should be because it's a homeowner's life, you know, not life on the line. No, right, but if things go wrong. It's your reputation on the line. It's a homeowner's real house. It's very hard to say, we've never done this before in 28 years. We're going to try it on your house. What do you think? Right? Right? Like, it's very, very difficult for our industry to innovate because of that. Because you're like, this is my trusted brand. I've been doing it 28 years. We've used this successfully for 15 years. That's a great story. It's very hard to say, you know what? We had a sales. Zach came in and showed me a really new product line. We've never done it, but on your house, we get to do it. Would right. you like to be my yeah. guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. What do you normally do, right? And then you just kind of forget the idea. So it's an interesting right. industry that way in many ways. So um, while I was working in the field, one of the foremen was from England. And he said, Rory, you know, you, you, should, you should go to Europe. You should travel. Wow. And I, we always took vacations to Miami when in, uh, for Easter as a family. So that was my traveling like you know Europe hmm, maybe okay so um, I packed up on March 17th and flew over there and oh this is by a great yourself by myself this is a great story backpack naked down no no <laughs> that's what I always say that's what I always say backpack well I didn't know that backpacking was a thing I right. had my two suitcases okay oh, you're right, not gonna right. go throughout Europe like that right. and um, how right, long are you gonna go for like what's your plan how I have no you? idea I'm, How old are you? I'm 24. I turned 25 in Paris. So you got a one-way ticket and said, I'll figure it out on the way back later? Yep. Damn. Yeah. But, but oh, you need right. a visa. So yeah, jealous. So, so jealous. Did you do that? No. You, you need a visa, though, to be there more than four months, I think, so at the you time. Knew, you knew. Within four months, I'm coming. So you got back. a season. Yeah. So um, the guy, the Englishman that set this up, he goes, um, I got you set up. The guys are going to be waiting for you. Just so you know, you're going to be staying with two gay dudes. <laughs> Like, and I'm like, go. huh, I'm some plowboy from Grafton, and I'm going to stay with two gay I don't even know what a gay guy is. Right, like, right. okay, as long as they keep to themselves, like, I, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. I need but I was kind of like, huh, wait, yeah. huh? Yeah, here we go. But where they lived is Knightsbridge. And if you know Knightsbridge, it's the River Hills of London. It's where Harrods, shopping, like, it's high end. It's super high. That's where all the wealth of okay. London is. Right. They're in the heart of it. Hyde Park. So you're like, I I made it. Harrods is here. Hyde Park is here. I'm in the middle. Like, this one's up three blocks. This three. So you're like, I made it. This is the coolest thing in the world. That's what. Oh, I didn't know. You probably couldn't afford it. I didn't know. You're like, this is just what London's like. Well, but here's the other thing I learned quickly. The the dollar was half of what England's um, pound was. You're done. So I'm like, oh, a quarter pounder's five bucks. No, it's ten bucks. It's five pounds or whatever. You know, and you're in a fluent district, so double that and triple that. Yeah. So. But, but ironically, someone from London knew someone from Paris. Hey, you should go to Paris. Okay. Someone from Paris knew someone in Spain. All right. Went to Spain. Knew someone in Italy. Like, I started, and then I thought, I'm going to Greece. I want to go to Greece. If I'm here. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I went to Greece, and I took and a- you always m- stayed at somebody's house? Or a hostel. Wow. But mostly, I was staying with people. They yeah. would take me. Like, wow, that's amazing. Here, so here's what blew me away. Amazing like, how, the, how the world has changed Isn't in 20 it? years. That's probably unheard of now, I assume, right? Well, but in America, in the late 80s, yeah. Yeah. no one ever took someone in. Right. So when, for people to take me in, I was blown away. Yeah, like, I could sure. rob you. And, and literally, the Paris people, I showed up at 7 in the morning because I did an overnight journey from England. And they were getting ready to go to work and school. And they go, oh, yeah, hey, Rory, here are the keys. We'll see you tonight for dinner. Bye. And they it's shut the door, crazy. and I'm like, I could rob you. Like, like yeah, you don't crazy. know me at all. You don't know me at all. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And they did that, and I was like, damn. Yeah. It, it humbled. So Samara and I dated before I went to Europe, and then she was done with me. <laughs> and then when I came back year, a few years later or whatever, she's like, wow, you're, you're different. And I, it, you know, I'm kind of tearing up almost a little, like, because it humbled me. Like, Wow, we are we have the greatest place on earth here, but also some of the worst things too. We, we don't share, we aren't open. All that we don't look in each other's hearts like we should. We really should. Um, and actually, Kurt's been a blessing to work with because he's all about your heart, mm. and he thinks with his heart, always. 
the the culture that I you, you the, the <laughs> culture you have bred here is second to none. You're our favorite contractor to work with. Well, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I mean that. I mean we mean it. It's yeah. not one person from Drexel is a jerk, has an attitude, ever. The drivers, everybody. I, I, I had I was in Elm Grove. I had to go. I know I'm getting off track here. I had to go get <laughs> some screws at your Elm Grove branch. I've known you for branch. 20 years. I, I, I know you for 20 years. I didn't expect this to go any other <laughs> way, <laughs> to be clear. Like, but but I'm, I literally it's walked in with no appointment. I pull in the backyard <laughs> where the guy's in the forklift, and he's like, who's this dude? You're not supposed to be back here. He's like, can I help you? And he took me by the hand, in, and there's a stack of beer this big. Grab a six-pack while you're in here. I'll, I'll get Jim to help you or whoever. <laughs> And the guy dropped everything he's doing and he helped me. And within minutes, I had my screws. It wasn't, go sit down, it's going to be a while. Go take another. It was none of that. It was, and then even he on the way out, hey, grab another six pack. You good? You know, there's plenty here. <laughs> grab you know. Damn, he's got a mountain of them here. Yeah, so you don't get that from anybody nowadays. And, and so that's what Europe kind of taught me like, okay. And then when I was in Greece one night, I had this epiphany, probably had too many of these, but I'm going to do my own business. I'm going to awesome. do my own thing. I want to do one building. If I, when I die, I can say, and I've done hundreds, like, so I've surpassed that goal. And then, started. So, so I got home. I didn't start my business instantly. I went back to Vetterdank to see if I could have my internship back and they had just filled the role a week earlier. So then I was sort of forced. Yeah. And I'm glad I was because I had no family, no commitments, no debt. Right. So it's like, let's go. Let's go. And I had, you know, hardly any money to my name, but I lived in my parents' basement, had a little drafting table, and I made it happen. And, um, yeah, it started growing from there. And um, it it was scary. And I wanted a partner, and I I, I was very scared. You know, how well, do you... And, I, and I, you know, I really... Very few partnerships work. They do. Plenty of builders have partnerships and plenty of partnerships work. But I think often if you, if, you know, if anybody, I've worked with so many builders that partners and I think they did it primarily because they were scared and they just couldn't fathom not having somebody supportive. And I'm not sure that always is the right thing to do. Like, uh, I think, I, I think I read that somewhere or I've thought about that, right? If you're going into business with a partner, what unique traits is that person bringing that you don't bring and vice versa right and if you can't really come up with anything to me then you're just scared or don't have the right capital investment right um, can still work but just understand there's probably going to be massive friction at some point now you have spouses involved philosophies involved it gets really tricky and we have yeah. some wonderful partnerships that i have seen work and they, they are best friends and true business partners but it's fairly rare, right? I mean, a lot of times that partnership is pretty tricky, hostile, toxic. It ends up, you know, just burning everybody out to some degree. So good, good on you. Yeah, so um, in the blink of an eye, it's been 28 years. And um, I wouldn't do it any other way, I don't think. And I'm grateful. And I'm not very religious. Uh, my mom's Jewish. My dad's Catholic. So I was raised with both. But I do thank God every day. For well, it sounds like you're religious to me. <laughs> I, I mean, I am. <laughs> we have. Yeah. I, I do believe in God, and I'm very grateful for what I've been given. I feel like I've earned a lot of it, but I also feel God gives us paths, forks in the road all the time, and it's us. It's up to us to decide which way. Right. And you're supposed to grind for it. It's not like just hand it to you. Like That's, mm -hmm. that's part of yeah. life, right? You're going to have challenges and obstacles. So. Totally. So how was the... Let's, Let's, because we probably don't have a lot of time left, I bet. Oh, there's about 40 minutes we've got. Yeah, so we almost got to wrap up here. Really. Yeah, isn't that insane? I told you it's going to be super fast. <laughs> we should talk about Katie's story quick. All right, oh, great. All right, what do we want to talk about? How you here came we. to be. Oh, well, so I met Rory when I was like 10 or 11 years old. He, My dad's auto body business was one of his first projects, right? So I would watch and sit in on the meetings and learn, and I found a passion in architecture and I that was my route then so um she got inspired by me doing a design for her dad oh how yeah, cool yeah. that's really cool and then how have you always worked for Rory or if you had other jobs in architecture no I reached out to Rory uh when I was in college and he took a chance on me and been with him ever since that's so. amazing that's really cool and, story and here's Katie's devotion I hired her before the recession we were screaming busy and then boom right yeah 
Yeah. And one of our clients needed some office help. So she did that too. Yeah. She wow. worked the, because I could only pay so much because I had That's no work. Had, right. mm-hmm. she it was, was like, the only time in, in our history, in 28 years, your history, my history, yeah. um, that really the affluent people that don't need a loan and, and have plenty of money to re- um, come through a recession pulled back. Yeah. You know, it was mm-hmm. a, that was a culture in our society. It was, it was a negative to build. We were part of the problem. And, you know, people are going through layoffs, so I think the people are like, well, I am the employer. I can't do my kitchen right now because I just laid six people off. Normally, a cash business, uh, higher-end customers, lake-home people, um, that business keeps going no matter what. And in fact, sometimes picks up during the recession. Right, because they can. It, and it's a great yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Right? They're like, boy, I know there's going to be a deal here somewhere. I know the builder's going to be able to work with me a little bit. So a lot of times that keeps everybody going. The only time ever, and that's really why it was the Great Recession, those people pulled back and were like, not right now, mm-hmm. not right now. And it was actually, that was the craziest part because that market dried up, which is really your market, uh, even on a small remodel. Yeah, right? Like, right. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy, crazy. Finish your story, sorry. I mean, yeah, that's about it. Really. Well, but, but you did reach out to me to shadow <laughs> yeah. one time, and, yeah. and then I think I offered, hey, do you want to do an internship? And just, and then she was, you, you, you could tell, and I think you're maybe this way too. If the person has the right spirit and soul, you can make them a great employee. Mm-hmm. And that's part of this culture that you've created here at Drexel. Like, there's everyone's great. Like, yeah. Well, I, I say it this way, you know, um, and it's really sad. But I think maybe only 20, 25 percent of the people in our, at least in our country, but maybe in the world, are, are positive. Right? I think there's a positive, negative influences. And a lot of I'll say, have I'll say if you don't believe that, go to your next. Uh, Christmas family gathering or something. <laughs> I could actually like say, is that guy positive? Like, am I, yeah. am I, are they bringing some to the table? Or are they kind of taking it away, right? And mm-hmm. so you got to find those 20% of the people and then empower them, train them very, very much, which we finally are doing after 20 working years, hard. working hard on training people and become masters of their craft. And when you're a master of your craft, as you guys know, as you know, with yeah. your, with your staff and your yeah, comedians, yeah. when they're a master of your craft and trained up for that, and that's mm-hmm. how God made you with your passion, and you're a positive person, like it, everything becomes easy and everybody can feel it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like go to a restaurant and if it's a world-class waiter and they love their job and they've been trained up to know their menu. Exactly. Yeah, it just yeah. pours out, right? You're like, so that true. was amazing. Yes. But that was a, that's a talent they were given, so that's really what we try to do here. Mm-hmm. And I I'm, thank you for appreciating that because we do work extremely mm-hmm. hard on that every single day working on that. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I do have a question. Sure. Um, I go up north to Eagle River quite often, and in between Pelican Lake and Monaco on Highway 45 has been this Drexel sign. You know those the Lindsley boys, Mike and Tim Lindsley. Well, he knows it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I've driven by it, and I've seen this little yeah. sign. I'm like, they must be doing a project. What's going on? And then, ironically, this last weekend when we went up, there's a guy out wearing a hoodie, uh, Drexel <laughs> hoodie, getting his mail. I'm like, no way! So he <laughs> must work for him or something. No, so Tim Lindsley was our very, very first salesman. He's been here over 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Now we call him quarterback. So the first Kurt Zacks, right? The very first Curly Lambeau. That's Tim Lindsley. And then his brother also works here, Mike Lindsley. Uh, I know the entire family. Great, so you know exactly where I'm talking. Absolutely. Oh, Jared used to oh, do yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, that would be his nephew. nephew, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah for sure. I've, I've driven past that way as well many times. My family has a place up in St. Germain. We take 51, but oh. ah. we're in the Eagle River area. Maybe you want to get that a, out, right? It's in between. It's on <laughs> Highway. <see> us. <laughs> well, it's, it's Hiller's place. Sure. It's, in, it's on Highway G in between uh, Saner and um, Eagle River. Oh, in between Saner, right? So uh, closer to Conover than Eagle River, actually? Yeah, it's north of Eagle River. Yeah, right. So and near then, Conover. And then um, west. Yeah, but. right. So Conover would be a little further north off of uh, 70, that still is, right? Yep. Yeah, I know that area very well. So Lost Lake, familiar with Lost Lake? Yeah, so I deer hunt um, with a, a good friend of mine that lives up in Eagle River. That's where they hunt in that Conover yeah, State Forest. Right, it's, right. it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Don't see a lot of deer, but gorgeous. Don't see a lot of deer, but that's not why you're there. It's to drink beer more there than anything. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you hunt in Eagle River, you're good, right? So we are at that point. Everybody, I'm sure you've been told this, you get the big, giant billboard. Everyone can see it. I can't wait because you guys are artists at heart and great spirits. Big giant billboard, what's on it and why? I get to start this one? Sure. All right, so I did not come up with my saying. I know I've heard it before, but I think it's a good saying. Yeah, everybody steals it. It's a little corny, but but it's very true. Yeah, great. It's 
it's uh, it's nice to be important, but it's important to be nice. That's what my That's awesome. Are. Expand on that. I think it speaks for itself, you know. I mean, we, we in our world, we deal with a lot of, you know, important people, but I think it's all how you treat people, which is what makes you who you are, you know. Yeah, I, I really think, you know, um, changing the world, and I always go back to Mother Teresa, right? She always said changing the world is not what you think it is. It's opening a door for somebody. Mm-hmm. It's smiling for somebody because that person just made it their day brighter and that may make somebody else's day brighter. The only way to change the world is being that being nice. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. People that think they change the world that are important really can't. Not in a good way. Maybe they can in a negative way, but in a good way, the only way to change the world really is simply to be nice. It can right. be that easy, right? right? It can be that easy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Kurt! All right. Well, I crashed this party, so I wasn't even thinking about it. But <laughs> <laughs> what I would say is very similar to you. Treat people how you want to be treated, but honestly, take that to heart. You know, people just need to be respected. They're I get to work for a lot of cool people who, you know, have really things that mean a super huge ton to them, brand new houses or whatever they're working on, and I get to be a part of that. And so I need to think about it from their perspective, right? This isn't just another two-by-four or another window or another piece of siding or whatever it is. It's This is their home. This is where they're going to be with their family or have their life. So It's really interesting, the... Um operation team, our yard team, and they're always coming up with ideas. They, they, they kind of drive our culture. They've been an unbelievably great Indeed. part of our team. They lead our team. Um, and they're coming out with a mantra for their own, and they call it make it personal, right? Because mm-hmm. that two by four, that it's so easy to not make it personal. It can be a $25,000 front door for one of your clients, a $50,000 front door. We've sold that. And, and it's hard to make it personal because it's just another door you're putting on a truck and strapping it down. Yeah. And even it's $300. Right. It's somebody's front door. Yeah. But beyond that, it's a finisher carpenter's daily work that you can wreck. It's <clears throat> fine designs, reputations at stake. Like there's a lot of people that are counting on us to make it personal. So thanks, Kurtz, because that's spot on what we what we what that team has just gravitated towards. Oh, it's true. And yeah, shout out to our yard and driver staff. Those guys are awesome. They bail me out of situations every day. They smile. They get it done repeatedly it's freaking awesome yeah it's cool thanks Kurt. yeah yeah can i do one shout out oh. yeah I, mean, I guess whatever <laughs> shout out to dan crystal oh. so he said multiple times that he loves delivering to fine design sites oh, oh yeah oh, that's awesome yeah. that's full circle yeah yeah you guys have been great great partners oh. and wonderful wonderful team like just one of our you know 28 year partnership 20 year partnership amazing like i've seen you when you were I've seen you guys grow up, right? So that's really, really cool. Great. So, so my uh, billboard, I was told to make it more concise, but so what I, so my, my uh, thing is, um, I aspire to aspire, uh, to, I aspire to inspire other people to shine. And my background with that is um, anything I've ever done, um, whether like waitressing to put myself through college or, you know, dance or um, then I, fell into the entertainment business and then with working with comedians and now with fitness um, in my fitness nutrition um, mentoring um, everything I've done I've always tried to like help people create a better life for themselves and um, and I've always said like my best accessory I'm, I'm totally my husband can back this but I'm not into like like materials things like jewelry anything but my my greatest accessory and people always tell me is like smiling and that to me is like the the universal language that you connect with people and i'm always like into like uplifting people and like that's um kind of that's my motivation for and like my purpose for living is like to help other people so i can tell that from the second <laughs> sitting next so, to you and always and smiling and always talking. we were just yeah, at yeah. an event recently that my brother is at and i i got to be friends with like people instantly and he's like i don't and my kids were like blown away and i'm like i i don't know it's just like comes naturally and that's wonderful so that's, wonderful. that's my thing so awesome thanks for sharing that's awesome appreciate it <laughs> zach for me so thinking about currently in my life so over the last few years got married have a two and a half month year old so not living my simple q life anymore so <laughs> <laughs> which has been great i mean i love five it. minutes before work with the hangover what's it what did roy say plow, plow boy from grafton was that <laughs> <laughs> zach from keel so, 
<laughs> but no, so so mine is time stops for nobody. Um, and then underneath it, it would say, how are you spending yours? Mm. Then I'd have two pictures on the side. I'd have a family sitting inside the living room on their phones, you know, just not interacting. Mm -hmm. And then it could say, or, and then you could have a picture outside and you're all playing together on the mm -hmm. playground or mm -hmm. hiking, things like that. So yeah, yeah just be yeah. present. Yeah. Just be mm -hmm. present, right? Yeah. That's a huge, and, and as a father, that can be very hard, mm -hmm. you know, because you're burned down, worn out, and you mm -hmm. just need a break. But sometimes you got to take a personal break too, right? So mm -hmm. I, I remember being a young father, like, I wish maybe I would have even just took, like, I need 15 minutes of, like, <sighs> before I become a dad. But, again, I was burned out from work, right? I was 70 hours in. So I remember a lot of times sitting in the sandbox with my kids. And looking back, not a great dad. I was there, but I wasn't there, right? I'm just, like... In two hours, they'll be in bed, and I can get back on my email, right? Like, <laughs> oh, my God, if I have to make one more sandcastle. Yeah. Well, not only can't unplug, but also absolutely emotionally, mentally drained. Yeah. I also said physical exhaustion, mm -hmm. you can recover from. Take an hour nap. It's, it's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, if you have a very physical job. But if you take an hour nap, you feel great. Mental exhaustion, you are just mush. And you have to almost right. be on your phone or on a screen or just stare off into the sunset or drink I mean you have to relieve it somehow you're just mush and you're just not present right mm -hmm. so a little bit with our 40 hour work weeks and sometimes you gotta make a little bit more than 40 but pulling back accounts giving you the quarterback capacity Kurt and I had a hundred conversations about like I can't pull back accounts I can't do it right and uh, but we had to get people capacity including myself to be present and stare at a sunset see yeah. a sunrise you know I was in the office before sunrise and after sunset Right. I didn't see too many. And if I yeah. did, I was driving. And it was just in my way. Hmm. Now I try to see every sunrise I can. So good stuff, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do what Kurt and I did, right? Yeah, you know. In some ways. And I have to point out, he cut you up before. But I love his he smiles the whole time. And I love it. I notice he it. Does. Like, I like smiling. Even when he's getting his bike. <laughs> Even when he's getting yelled at by his We're all living life. I love that yeah. he smiles. It's a good mindset. <laughs> How much time do we have, Marcus? Do it. Well, as much He's time as you got. Yeah. <laughs> it's your podcast. We, we should talk about Kurt and Zach um, yeah. before I do my billboard here. But uh, when Kurt came to us one day to say, I I'm not your guy anymore, um, it was sad. Yeah. He's. We love Kurt. <laughs> um, and I wasn't necessarily afraid that Zach wouldn't hold up his end. But he's, if not at least equaled Kurt, surpassed it. And... I am your guy. I am a. He's an ace. He's as equal of an ace as Kurt. I, I think Katie would agree. One hundred percent. Zach is a, a star. Yeah. I shouldn't say kid, but well, no, but he was your your intern or whatever. He was on un, your understudy, and we never really met him. We heard we talked to him yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then when Zach wasn't that guy anymore, um, I don't know. I'm just like Kurt. Really, you can't keep just fine design like a you know, but. You know what? Um, the transition of, uh, has been pr perfect. Like, right, I, well, let's get into it a little bit. Like, well, this will be a little sidebar. It's your guys' pod, so I knew it'd be all over the board. So, <laughs> I don't think we've ever done an extension at during the billboards, but we'll do it, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not a first. Here. Hey, not a first today, right? So, yeah, I mean, a little backstory on that too, right? We went to. Should a I grab the whiskey? No, <laughs> we've done. It's, it's been open. We, we went to a non-commission-based company. Right, so and every single person that works here now is not commission based. Uh, it's been extremely impactful, including myself, all of our managers, all of our salespeople are not commission based. And what that has done is absolutely freed up capacity, which we always said, what does the builder want? What do you want as a builder? Mm -hmm. You want a project manager, you want somebody organizing your behalf, and somebody ultimately with capacity. Yeah. Right, and what we did incorrectly, not Kurt's fault, how we set up the company was Kurt's the best salesman we have, give him more accounts and more support. And you kind of cued in on that. Mm -hmm. That's great. But the more support Kurt had was actually limiting our services to fine design and everybody else. Because mm -hmm. you're talking to Zach, who was good, but yet you didn't know him. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't at your job sites. Mm -hmm. And you were leaning on a guy that he, you didn't know. And he didn't know you. And he actually, we were training Kurt, the little we trained, which was very little, but we never trained him. Mm -hmm. But yet he was actually running your jobs. He was just told, hey, Sit at the desk and you know write up orders, and he's like, "I'm doing a shit more than that because Kurt's got too many yeah, accounts." Cool when I call. Yeah, 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 right. But yeah, you're calling Kurt Jack for things that he really was never experienced under, trained under, 
right? So all of a sudden we're like, oh, we're at a, and our competition is still doing that. Shout out to anti, you know, a little slam on the competition. They're still very, very involved in that. And they actually are working at, most of them working at home doing that, mm-hmm. which now you really lose that connection piece. So I'm so glad we were not commission-based. A bunch of consequences. We're giving capacity and time back to our team, mm-hmm. not chasing the ultimate dollar, setting pricing for our team, not having the salesman set pricing based on their commission or what they think you guys should pay or what they think they know or what they think they don't know, mm. right? We do now have merchants. We have five independent merchants in different categories. I was just working with Jasmine and shout out to her in DMD, our millwork department. And we were just working on stair part pricing for two hours today. What's the market intel? What's what we call MSI's most shopped items, handrail, balusters. What is a good competitive price for this? And she really dives into it based on the competitive marketplace, Amazon, Google. So we give you the best price, not what Zach thinks he can soak you with today. Mm. Right? And again, he shouldn't do that, but when you're commission based, some some of that emotion takes it's over. It's not right? emotional pricing. Exactly. Yeah, not emotional. And, and maybe the opposite, right? right? Like, oh, I shouldn't charge that much, or I should charge as much, or uh, yeah, you're whatever. And the pricing's inconsistent from across our company, which was horrible. Your competition might have been praying more, and our competition does that, right? Well, it's based on what the salesman wants to do. Well, how are they? Were they trained on how stair part pricing works? No. Oh, well, then why are they pricing it? I don't know. That's how we were. That's how we were for 30 years. And that's how most everyone is. Absolutely. And also that, we couldn't really train anybody because they're like, well, who's paying for my training? I don't have time. I have to be responsive to my customer. We couldn't actually pick the best products in every department either. And it's all changed in the last year. We now can have our merchants as well as myself and with salespeople, which is ultimately the builder's input. What are the really best products in the industry and what should we offer? And what should we tell you guys when you call, can you get this for us? No, I really can't. Well, I know I can't, you can. We can, but you're not gonna want it. You're gonna have callbacks and problems and issues. But as a commission-based salesman, you're like, well, that's an opportunity to make some margin, why not? Or the opposite. We, I don't make enough money on product X I'm not going to offer it to Katie and Rory because it's not worth my time. Mm-hmm. Yet right. this is actually a superior product for that project at a lower gross margin dollar. That's even worse, yeah. It's horrible. And we were doing that every day. Well, they only use this product line. Well, did you ever show them this product line for that project? That actually would be better fit at a lower number. Well, I don't bring that up. Again, they would never say that. Again, mm-hmm. emotional. No one ever says that. I don't think they, as a human, Kurt's got a huge chart, ever did that intentionally. But your subconscious mind takes over, right? And then you get in bad habits, mm. right? And again, I don't think anybody did it consciously, like, well, I'm going to rape Rory on this one. Like, that doesn't consciously happen. But those mind tricks play with you in your brain, mm. right? Yep. Now we have a completely different philosophy. I hope you're starting to feel that. Yeah. And, and if you, and again, that's no slam. The, the 30 years of what we did, right? I mean, yeah. we weren't like offering horrible service or bad people. It's just a different philosophy, and we're just starting to get into that and just getting into that mindset and really launching products for the builder, mm. uh, right? Like not everybody to everything. Like what is a, what is a builder in, our, in, in Wisconsin need and having that right product line, good, better, best, right? Mm. Um, that's really important. So that's been wonderful. It's actually limiting some of our choices, but now as a $400 million company, we've been able to go back to the manufacturer and say, you know what, we're not all over the place anymore. So for instance, again, good example of the philosophies changing the switch out, which I didn't know we were going to talk about this, but that's okay. Hmm. We buy LVP, right? You're familiar with LVP? Have you used them in your kitchens? Yeah. Right? That's a wonderful product. We buy 20 containers of that a year. That's 20 rail cars of that a year. Damn. Right? Like, But we don't use our buying power at all. We buy that because of the old philosophy. Job. We buy that on job lot. We have over, th- in our new Berlin store, we have 309 different choices of LVP. Wow. wow. But again, in a commission-based company, everything for everybody, because I was going to lose this job, but yeah. Katie wanted this shade, so we brought this line in. Mm. So we bring this in on by pallets, okay? So for instance, we just went to our manufacturer, uh, our main one, and I won't say the name because we haven't agreed to the deal yet, and said, we want you. You're the best. They have 55. For 95% of your clients, 55 is going to be enough. Mm-hmm probably still more than right too much to even still yeah. is but again in, in a commission-based sales that's not nearly enough because i had three customers last week that said you don't have a big enough selection right hey. right or i google this can you get this for me sure i can get this for me i'll put some margin on it and we'll sell it to you installers disappointed we don't know much about it you're like why did you sell me this it didn't go together great right that happens all the time hmm. so we went to them and said hey 
if we just buy from you 20 car, 20 car loads with and growing, we only have it in three locations for them, we're going to six, then what's my price? Oh my gosh. There's gonna be a great opportunity for the builders that work with us to have a competitive edge in the marketplace because we don't have to reduce any margin dollars, we gotta stay open and be profitable. And it's really not padding our pockets, it's passing that on to you guys. It was amazing. We'll be selling our LVP for what is currently our cost and our competition's cost. Coming up very, very quickly. And then limiting choices. And limiting choices mm -hmm. means what? To the homeowner, honestly, when you go to a restaurant, it's one page. It actually settles your brain down. It yeah. does. It really does, right? I don't need 309 choices. It's a four-hour selection meeting. Mm -hmm. We now have a 30-minute. And actually, in the car, you're happier. Mm -hmm. They're not crying, saying I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Great, much easier training for us. Mm -hmm. Much easier on our ops team. Returns become easy because we'll take stocking inventory of a lot of those items versus, oh my gosh, 30% restock. I'm waiting on a credit. Katie's probably been through that if you do the finances <laughs> with us, right? That's yeah. all going to change. And, and that's just one product line. So, And that all is determined based on being a non-commissioned company. Wow. Uh, but also, hopefully, that's a great impact for you guys, too. Whew, that was a handful. Right, we can move on now, Rory. Billboard. Yeah, there we go. All right. Health, love, peace, and prosperity. Amen and God bless. So that's a prayer I say almost every day. He, he literally said he's not religious like three times. I know. <laughs> but um, I wish that upon everyone that I love, that everyone that touches my life, um, because I think those are the four pillars of, you know, having... A good life and all those mean different things to people you know being prosperous doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a millionaire just that you can afford the life that you have or, or want or whatever and I think health the reason that's number one you're nothing without your health right I've been through I mean I've had back if you have 24-hour pain mm. yeah if you're suffering it is mm. very hard to be positive or yeah here like it, it the, the blessing of health is mm. unbelievable Health, number one. Um, love. Like, I feel there's there's a lot of hatred in the world. There's a lot of love, too. There is. But there's so much divisiveness with people. And we deal with it with clients. We have to do a, such a good job to have clients be calm through this tra tragic process. They, they, have gotten, they have gotten tougher since COVID, haven't they? I sense it. People yeah. are more on edge since COVID. That's how I sense it. Do you guys sense that, or am I off? Yeah, I mean, we had a job where every time I saw the client, they loved us. Every We had a job where we flooded the client's house, a pipe burst, Penkwitz. And uh, every time I went there, they thanked me. Okay. Uh, and again, I don't mean overall. I don't mean... No, no, no. Human, right? Go ahead. But, yeah. but then we had a client that uh, they refused to move out of their house. And a month after the project started, their, their child uh, daughter unfortunately developed anorexia, which is serious. And the wife demanded that we get this kitchen done immediately. And I'm like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's just not going to be yeah, immediate. Right. Um, you need to move out. And yeah. that whole project was tense and never ended on a great note because yeah. they just lost their composure. Yeah. And I'm not saying we weren't wrong at all. I'm not that guy. But um, when you have love at a job from the, from the Drexel team to the carpenter to the client to the finders, it's the result is gorgeous every time. The, the house is built with love. Mm -hmm. Everybody wins. It's, it's so beautiful. Um, peace. I, I guess, uh, again, um, I just want harmony in this world where we can't. I, I love that you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican and that we can talk about it and not hate each other because of it. That doesn't exist too much anymore. I wish it did. Um, and then prosperity, again, just... I want to have the money, enough money to travel, see things, have eat, eat good food, have some good beer, and enjoy life. I don't need to be wealthy beyond all means, but enough. So, and I do thank God then at the end of that because I think there is a higher power that makes it all come together. Yeah, and I and I really think the key to that all is love. Like just that the more you search love and and study love and understand love and just love on people like not in a like a cryptic way <laughs> right. but like out of genuine love okay. i think all those things happen right i mean i don't know if you can control your physical health but mental health for sure peace i always say don't confuse happiness with joy mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you can go to a concert you can get drunk you can do a lot of things and be happy that has nothing to do with joy to me joy is the grace of god like when you're joyous
the other things are not a factor. And then I think in our culture, we chase happiness and we never chase joy. And love just comes from joy. Like I've, like the, one of my, some of my favorite people and some of my best, some of my best friends are priests, mm. right? And some Capuchins, which that just really bow poverty. Mm. Like you have that, right? Like it's just, they just have intense joy. They're like, yeah. hey, <laughs> and they never come down. Right, like, right. They're not really happy. They're just like joyous, right? Having a good day? Not really. I'm like, <laughs> you are just being <laughs> Not really. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they just beam joy, exactly right? Yeah, mean. like when Amen. true joy, when you have that love in there, and I think that leads to prosperity because I think if you have love, you understand like it is not about the material things. Mm-hmm. I, prosperity means... I'm doing all right. I'm making it happen. So I appreciate that. I appreciate all of you guys for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you, everybody. I love all you guys. Love <laughs> on you, all of you. Podcast 89 is in the books. Peace. Love. Awesome. Later. <laughs>